Hello, everybody. It's another episode of What You Doing. That was a bad Isabella impression, but it's me, Felipe, Agent F, and I'm here with the gang. We got the Ferb to my Phineas, or we didn't establish this last week. Who are we? We'll get to that. Um, no, so so I can I this is this is maybe some old business we can bring up. Uh, so I can I can be Ferb, and I found out the reason for that um is is my my brother was talking to me about uh the actor who plays Ferb Thomas Brody Sangster uh and it turns out we share a birthday May 16th oh I thought you were gonna say you share the same hair color and I was gonna be um (laughs) maybe maybe someday yeah who knows um but yeah so that's Will that's the voice you heard and then I guess she's the Candace or the Isabella it's up to her to decide or she could be the Perry but it's Navi everyone Hello. I think it's appropriate that I be Candace, considering the amount of yelling that she does, and that is very relatable <laughs> to me. I'm always about busting y'all. So, Candace really is an icon. Like the range that that Ashley Tisdale provided in this show with the the emotion, the screaming, everything, the comedian yeah. inside her. We'd love to see it. But we're here to discuss another episode. Of Phineas and Ferb, another half hour because it's two episodes. Um, we're going to be talking about the Fast and the Phineas and Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror, which is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, enough of a mouthful that that uh, I think last week I said the the name of the episode was just Lawn Gnome Beach Party because whenever you pull it up on Disney Plus, it's like the title is so long that it overflows what it shows you. Yeah. Um, so you, you just left off the last two words. Didn't even know that until I went and watched the episode. Yeah, um, but let's get started with the Fast and the Phineas, unless anyone has any updates. How was your weeks before we get started for the listeners to know? Because I know how your weeks were. Not too bad. It, it, it wasn't too bad. Uh, uh, happy to happy to get an episode of this out. I've been I'm not too busy. Watched a little bit of, of NFL playoffs yesterday. And, uh, thoughts, you know, but that's not for this back. podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Navi, Navi, how was your week? I am so tired of winter and where I live winter lasts like a bajillion years the snow probably won't melt until mid-May I'm already starting this podcast off on a very complaining note so I'll leave it at that but it's just very know, Candace I, of you yeah it is very Candace of me I'm I, yeah. I, I guess that fits well perfectly but yeah other than that it's been a decent week you know still you know hanging out in my apartment and going to work yeah, no, same. I'm over winter as well, so I'll be negative with you. I don't know who that makes me because I don't know how negative Phineas was in this episode. I'll be <laughs> Stacy or I'll be Doofenshmirtz. I'll be one of the negative people uh, with you, but I'm over winter. I forgot how cold Boston was, um, but otherwise I'm just chilling. Um, I got Mario Kart, which is exciting. Ooh, Switch. Um, nice. We yeah, should play together so, one day. Definitely. I'm so down. And the mm-hmm. Wombats place we should all just hop on there and set it up um who's your characters everyone mine's toad i'm always waluigi (laughs) of course you are (laughs) you're the facial hair yeah i i model the facial hair after waluigi so i have to have to stick with it i guess navi who do you play as i play as king boo oh we love king boo Mm -hmm. over here especially in the wario casino king boo is a staple there um, King Boo, Wario, and Yoshi are the the legends of the Pocho Recaps Casino. Yeah, um, anyone who 
who's like listening to this with zero context has no idea what they probably think we're insane and turn off the podcast three minutes ago (laughs) but (laughs) if you haven't turned it off yet i swear we'll start talking about phineas and ferb right now so overall summary of this episode and then we'll go down more granular but phineas and ferb get involved in not a monster truck rally, but like a Grand Prix racing thing with the Super like Long Oil 500. That. Yeah, it's, it's like um, a stock car rally of some sort. Yeah. Because uh, they do monster trucks in a different episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. That comes later. Um, that's the one that's what we were going to watch today. So I was like, this is not what I remember, but I remember parts of this. Um, I remember the close your mouth Candace mm-hmm. line at the end. But <laughs> speaking of Candace, she tries to bust Phineas and Ferb, and Linda's playing bridge at mrs garcia shapiro's house um and then the b story is harry and doofenshmirtz uh what is doofenshmirtz doing in this episode he's got the deflate the deflate and yeah that one that's spoiler low on my rankings compared to the gnome one <laughs> oh, okay yeah so but that's you don't that's... want to see him deflate balls so so uh, he and I'll I'll get into later why I love why I love this, but uh, he's got the deflatinator ray and he wants to deflate all of the tires in the Jefferson County Motor Speedway, so that whenever anyone wants anything flated, they have to come to him for all the air. Yeah. He's the only one with the air. Well, that was step one, and then step two is deflate everything in the tri-state area. <laughs> right, because it wouldn't be different without going bananas. Go full ham on the tri-state area. Yeah. So, anyways, do we want to go beat by beat and more granular? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good overall summary of what happens in this episode. Yeah. I'm trying to find the spreadsheet that I made last week so I can look at the other innators, um, mm-hmm. where at least my rankings of them. Um, but yeah, so we start with Phineas and Ferb, right, in the backyard. As always. Yes. I say, uh, what are, what are we going to do besides giving Perry a bath? We're talking about giving Perry a bath. I think. Yeah, and then they, the Perry has a little sound effect. Um, that's one of the memorable quotes in this episode. And I'm like, was that really that memorable? Like, do people quote that on TikTok? But, the sound so. effect is under the, the memorable quotes? Uh, no, it, the memorable quote is, so, Ferb, what should we do today? I mean, besides give Perry a bath. Phineas leans over and smells Perry. Perry chatters. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I can't say that I've ever heard anyone quote that before. Yeah. I don't think it's on the TikTok. Well, if it's not on the TikTok, then is it really memorable? No. Um, some of these memorable quotes I do enjoy, like, open your mouth, Ken, or close your mouth, Ken. <laughs> Honey, close your mouth. <laughs> um, so we start off and uh, Phineas and Ferb see the big car race uh, behind them, I believe, because they hear the cars racing. Mm-hmm. And Phineas is like, let's upgrade mom's car. Um, so what kind of, how would you describe Linda's car before okay. the upgrade? Well, before we get to that, I will say that when we were zooming into their house, like right in the beginning, it was just all just suburban households. And then when they look over their fence, that's where the racetrack is. And I'm like, how far is it from their house? Because it makes it seem like it's right over there. But 
right by their coast but i yeah, don't know especially between this and in the next episode it really makes you like question the geography of the town like how, how much space do they really have next to their house yeah it, they have like by land size they should be having uh, more parties there like they have a ton of space apparently oh yeah which is weird because their house seems very like normal like middle class house but they have a huge backyard yeah and they do share fences with other people so and we'll get to that next episode or in the second half of the episode i should say but i like i said we have to suspend our disbelief on this show but there's still some very wtf moments in that. i I think it's sort of a similar thing to where you know last week we talked about you know the tri-state area this tri-state area exists within the country wherever it needs to like if it if it needs to be close to mount rushmore it'll be close to mount rushmore if yeah it that, needs to be on the eastern seaboard it'll be on the eastern seaboard if um, it needs to be next to I, I, I think it's it's the same thing where where like their their house exists within the town wherever it needs to for a particular episode um it's like the island in lost it just travels wherever it needs to be <laughs> yeah um so we get there and Candace is walking by and she is like, I like this part. She's, I need to take a new selfie for my blog. Uh, it's this one's a week old. And I felt that hit deep in the Instagram days. <laughs> <laughs> in the influencer year of 2021. Yeah, especially because at this time she's, she's taking the picture on a flip phone. Yes. What was your first phone? Do you remember? Because mine was a flip phone as well. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a flip phone. It was, it was like a, it was like a Sony Ericsson something. It it definitely wasn't a Motorola Razor. All of my friends had Motorola Razors, but yes. but I did not. All my friends had that too. Uh, mine was a Nokia something. I don't remember the the brand, but it was like that black flip phone. Um, they also had like poker on it, which I was like, in hindsight, <laughs> they should not have that on a flip phone for children. But that's also like adults had it too. So I remember playing that sometimes, and that's how I learned how to play poker. Um, good way to learn. Navi, do you remember your first phone? Yeah, I, I didn't get a phone until way later in high school because I just never needed like my high school was like literally a two minute walk from my house. So there was no real need to get a phone for me. But my first phone was the iPhone 4, I believe. Yeah. So uh, I I didn't have like a flip phone or like the brick Nokia thing that you had, uh, Felipe, but uh i'd say that's a pretty solid you know first phone to have yeah a lot of my friends also had iphones way earlier than me i got my first iphone in 11th grade and yeah that's i got my think i think i was around the same age yeah yeah uh but then my brother he got his first iphone in like sixth grade because he's six years younger than me i'm like Mm. okay this is some bias i know (laughs) same my brother got his first phone in the ninth grade too and i was very annoyed yeah um it was the 5c and i used to play lots of cut the rope time travel while i listened to rob as a podcast what color did you get i got the the light blue oh yeah that would have been my choice too if i got this 5c cut the rope um no similar to cut the rope was the uh the where's my water game that's the one yes that was very with swampy right uh yeah that one had 
a a Perry the Platypus uh, version of it, just to, mm-hmm. to tie it all back. Tie it all back. But did it have a Mrs. Garcia Sha- Garcia Shapiro version? That's the real question because I did not remember that Isabella's mom made appearances in the show, but she's an icon. I was here. Oh, yeah. I was living she's, for her. She's like part of part of Linda's jazz combo mm-hmm. yeah. in the series. Yeah, she's great. I love her. But Candace, after taking a selfie. Um, she hears some noise and ruckus and they, she's like, what the heck is going on here? You don't know how to drive. And then also they can't, they're not old enough, right? We established last week, they're like nine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so they, they did a remote control. Um, and stop me if we want to talk about anything, uh, around here, but Ferb modified it. So it's remote control and she's like, okay, we're going to go talk to Miss Garcia Shapiro and um, get mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and Miss Garcia Shapiro gives her the thing. Uh, this is one of my favorite exchanges of the episode uh, where she's like, uh, you know, hey, Candace, last time I saw you, I thought you were wearing braces. You look a couple inches taller than the last time I saw you. And Candace is like, you saw me last week. Yeah, no, and then she, when she comes back later in the episode, she says the same thing. Oh, you look taller. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, but are you either of you big bridge players or no? I've never played bridge. I don't think. No, I don't know the rules of bridge at all. I don't play any card games really. That was just not my thing growing up. You don't play Uno Navi. I think I only played Uno like once or twice. I want to say, look, I didn't have enough friends to play Uno with growing up. So. Okay, me, I would play online mm-hmm. <laughs> on the, against the computer. So Don't expose I, me like that. I know a lot of a lot of people who are into math are also big into bridge. Uh, so I've had some some former professors and former classmates who have tried to teach me bridge, um, and I sort of get it. Like like I understand how the rules work, but I don't understand them enough to be good at it. Yeah, as we established okay, last, that makes sense. last week, Will is from math. I am from math. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and nothing else. My life nowadays. Yeah. What kind of math are you into? Oh, gosh. Uh, this, this, this may be too deep a discussion. Um, so my, my master's degree, is, I, I did my thesis in a field called combinatorics. Uh, which I like saying the word combinatorics because it's a big word that just means counting things. Um, okay. So I, 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 I like counting things and coming up with, with clever ways to count uh, sort of uh, abstract structures and things like that. Math interests me because I don't understand math. So like hearing about people like who evolve mathematics and like are study it really like is interesting to me since I have no concept of things like I struggled with algebra. No, I was okay in algebra. The unit circle, mm. we, me and her don't we talk. We love a anymore. unit circle. No, me and her don't I, talk. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I, I have taught the unit circle to enough college students. I'm, I'm sure one of these days we could, we could learn the, uh, the unit circle together. We had, we had a rough time, <laughs> me and the unit circle. Um, I was a comm major and at, at my school, we joked that the comm school was the College of Optional Math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
I think Linda is a good mathematician though, because she likes playing bridge. Um, and she yells, Candace yells at Linda and she's like, okay, what is it, Candace? Linda, you know you could pick up the pace every once in a while. Like Candace yeah. is urging you. And again, this episode, I think I felt the worst for Candace because she really got screwed by a number of factors that were out of mm-hmm. control. It wasn't just Doofenshmirtz this time. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it, 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 that's that's sort of a, a you could you could probably in in every single week of this show put into the Candace Gaslight watch, mom doesn't want to move fast enough. Exactly. <laughs> she walks slower than a turtle. Um, but Honestly, that's kind of a mood because I would also walk slower than a turtle. Um, but if someone was yelling, come, 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 I think I would move a little faster. Uh, and so she finally gets outside, but Phineas hits the red button on the remote control and the car goes flying up in the air, which I thought was a nice touch, but why would you need that in the race? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I guess the, I feel like in a race, you would want to go forward. It's not like a, It's not like a spaceship race where you're trying to go as high as you can, as fast as you can? I don't know. Well, yeah. we'll find out later on in the episode that Phineas and Ferb don't necessarily play by the rules when it comes oh. to this stuff. <laughs> Not so. at all. They are some great at cheaters. Um, but uh, we they got the trophy, which is all that matters to um, to them, and then they clean Linda's car. Uh, where Where do we go from here? Uh, so this is where they're they're gonna need a, a pit crew. Uh, so so um, Isabella comes over, she gives the what you doing. And rumor um, has it one of us has a what you doing impression. What you doing? That was pretty good. It I loved it. Good okay. Yeah. Uh, I was so, it like ten minutes before we started recording. So you yeah. know, you great day. We'll have to clip that and just like have it as a drop ready all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I will look into that because that's phenomenal. We can, oh, we can make our own soundboard. I don't know how to do that, but we'll figure it out. One of these days. Uh, so, so she says, uh, aren't you going to need a pit crew? And Phineas is like, well, do you know a pit crew? <laughs> and she says, I know a bunch of people who work well together. And Turns she works in the Fireside Squad. The Fireside Girls are a pretty good pit crew. Is this the episode where she says we need to get our badgers that in the next one? Uh, the the next episode, okay. yeah, they're they're getting their aquatic safety badge. Okay, and then I feel like from then on we go every episode they need a badge, but or at I least I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was wondering what the deal was with the with the badges. When does should that I add in? that to the spreadsheet? Should I add, <laughs> you know, what badges they get? And every I am episode? putting it in right now on mine. I mean, what's one more tab? Yeah. Uh, For the okay. record, I am not a spreadsheet person. Yeah. I've uh, made all of mine on my phone notes app. Very archaic. But... So <laughs> I I made a spreadsheet because I didn't know what we were going to do for the three of us. But then Will was like, he has his own already. I'm like, I'm not going to mess with perfection. So I just opened one on my computer notes tab because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to have a spreadsheet just for me. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I like having the collaborative aspect of the spreadsheet where we can get the data, but if it's just me, then I can just like rank it on my own. But mm-hmm. then we can also compare and contrast later, which is which Ooh. excites me as a comm student. Comparison. Yeah. Contrasting. <laughs> um, comparison, <laughs> as they say. Comparison. <laughs> Speaking of Perry, where is he? Or we're not there yet, honestly. 
Oh uh, no, that that is that is um where we are next after oh. after this discussion about the pit crew. Um we we get the the where's Perry? Uh, and it turns out that Doofenshmirtz has a blimp. Yes, Doofenshmirtz he has his own jingle for the blimp, right? Yes. Uh, it's still it's sorry, go ahead. No, I was about to say we do get the Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated jingle for the first time this episode. Um but yeah, well go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I was I was gonna say yeah we do get the regular jingle but this is the first time we get the jingle and then later on they'll add to the jingle right they'll like change it up like Doofenshmirtz yeah. evil volcano or something I don't know that's some, just some different things I, one of them's like self storage <laughs> uh, my favorite my favorite one is is uh, when it's after hours oh incorporated after <laughs> oh, <my> hours <laughs> the repressed memory just came back into my brain yeah of that uh, but yeah so. Agent P pulls out his fedora, and this is the one with the remotes, right? Where he struggles uh, with I all the remotes. I think that's the next episode with the remotes. Oh my god, <laughs> I am all over the place. I will say, um, once again, as a major monogram is debriefing Perry, we see the same picture of Doofenshmirtz with like his hand under his chin, I but this time he, there's a tropical there's a tropical background. Yeah, I was I was looking out for it this time because you mentioned it last week and it was yeah, exactly that. The sort of like dating profile picture of him got to make the the sunset in the background. For next week, I will make the Tinder. (laughs) Um and listeners is is the episode where we're um and and not not to get too far ahead into the future. One of one of these season one episodes, he goes on a date that he met someone online. Yes. And listeners, if you have any Things you want me to put in Doofenshmirtz dating profile? Please tweet at us, um, yeah. and we will add it to the bio. So, where were we? We're in the blimp. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, and I think that this is actually we, we're not in the blimp yet. I think I think here we're just uh, Major Monogram says Major Monogram yeah. tells Perry they have a blimp. Go check it out. Uh, and then then we have. Um, you know, Isabella giving the rundown to the to the fireside girls on like how the engine works. And she's like going through all the specs of this engine. Yeah. Yeah. That totally went over my head. I did not understand a word she was saying. Like I'm not a cars person at all. Me uh, neither. Yeah. Uh much like uh last week's uh second half of the episode with the Mount Rushmore, like I just could not care <laughs> about yeah. the racetrack. And them winning, it just very little interest. I feel like a race track thing. I've never been to a race car event. I feel like in order of enjoyment, it goes one if you're in the race. I feel like that would be mm-hmm. fun, but like that is like very strenuous on your body. But I feel like mm-hmm. doing a speed race that would be fun. Uh, yeah. Two, I guess watching three would be the pit crew. I would not want to be in the pit crew. That's my least enjoyment. What's the least enjoyable? Well, I'm yeah. like very slow as is on that stuff and not very dexterous with my hands. So I would be a terrible pit crew person. I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I like fumbled this over, like tripping over everything. I would never get it fast enough. I'd yeah. be fired so fast. Same. Yeah, I think my my favorite situation would either be, you know, as as a spectator, if only because I could go to the concession stand. Or 
I think being the announcer would be would be. Ooh, I yeah, also do. also because they're they're sort of in like the little soundproof booth. Not mm-hmm. maybe not soundproof, but but uh, less loud. I I think that would that yes. might be one of the worst things about it. Is I, yeah, I hate so... when things are too loud, and I feel like th- this would be nothing but too loud. This place. Yeah, I, I will. I'll touch on this more when we get to the monster truck episode. But I did end up going to a monster jam event. Because my brother was really <laughs> well, my brother very young. We have a, is is six years considered a sizable difference? Uh, anyway, no, that's uh, how that's the age difference between me and my brother as well. Oh, okay, that's yeah. perfect then. Um, yeah, so my brother was really into the monster jam truck things. I think one of them is called the grave robber or the grave digger or something like that. Anyway. And I remember it being so loud. I turned to my dad. I'm like, get me earplugs now. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, okay. And then he ran off to go get them. I feel like monster so trucks like- are the car version of wrestling. Like, oh, the yeah. Yeah, same kind of appeal. A lot of kayfabe yeah. involved in, yeah. in monster trucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been to one, but I watch the episode of the simpsons where bart tries to become a stuntman and i feel like that's reminiscent of monster trucks and then the phineas and ferb episode obviously yeah um Um, as for race cars the only experience i have is when the race car results come in on the news wire when i do the sports cast oh i thought you were gonna say the movie cars Well, that too. The movie Cars. My brother was obsessed with the movie Cars. It was his first time watching a movie in a theater and he would watch it on repeat all the time on pay-per-view. It was terrible. I hate that movie so much. But anyway, continue on. Yeah. Uh, so so Candace is in the stands and she's yelling and, and this, this is another funny line. She's yelling at Phineas, but, but there's people in the stands who are like, can you keep it down? I can't hear the cars. That's Navi. <laughs> Oh wait, yeah. no, not that without the cars part. But Navi would be like, "Can you keep it down?" Yeah, I would say keep it down. I wouldn't want to hear the revving of the cars, but uh, I, I just like my peace and quiet. And uh, Candace yelling obnoxiously is not a pretty sound. It is not, but it's very entertaining. But her boo Jeremy is in is behind her, and is this the first time? No, Jeremy was in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, um, we had we had Jeremy at, in the Mount Rushmore episode. Actually, yeah. we, we had him in both, but but he was named Jeremy in the in the Mount Rushmore episode. Yes, yeah. um, and he's like, "Oh, Candace, I didn't know you like race cars." And she's like, uh, uh, "Jeremy, uh, I do." <laughs> like, um, and sits with him. I was surprised none of the audience members had concession stands, unless I wasn't paying close enough attention. Concession items. Yeah, you would think you would think it would be a bigger thing yeah I, I feel like that's like most of the appeal of that's where of jeremy should events. get his money like the concession stand probably profits would be huge there for mr slushy dog yeah, slushy, maybe, burger. <laughs> slushy burger sorry i was confusing the crusty dog uh not the crusty dog the crusty crap no what's the one from the simpsons <laughs> the crusty uh, crusty clown i know it's that much the crusty uh-huh. is it crusty burger is it just crusty burger Krusty Burger, yeah. Yeah, oh I, th- my God. I think it is. Yeah. There's something dog. Um, steamed hams. <laughs> that's, that's <funny. laughs> um, um, so so Jeremy's Jeremy's favorite racer is is I, I made a note of this. His favorite racer's name is Billy Ray Diggler. 
which I don't know if that's supposed to be like a nod to uh, Billy Ray Cyrus at all. That's what I thought as well. Because uh, uh, Mitchell Musso, who who does the voice of Jeremy, was on on Hannah Montana famously with yeah. with Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, so maybe maybe that is is a subtle reference. Maybe it's not. Yeah, um, the Candace does call him Billy Roy, and Jeremy is not impressed. Yeah, she's uh, like the 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 classic bit where like you you play along and you're like oh yeah i'm i'm super interested in this thing that that the guy i'm interested in is interested in um yeah and then like the first time you get asked a question about it you're like, oh no i i don't actually know what's going on so according to the background information here in the phineas and ferb wiki one of the race car drivers is named billy ray this is likely a reference to future guest star billy ray cyrus who starred in another disney show hannah montana which also starred jeremy's voice actor mitchell musso and candace picks him out because of his cute red car there you go uh so this i think this is the one where where the guy has has sort of a a southern accent when he says it and he he asks Phineas the classic line aren't you a little young to be behind the wheel of a 700 horsepower racing machine yeah and then they also do it in the in the is that in the the commentators say that too uh, I think they do I think I think they say it at some point too yeah I would, yeah this is this is maybe my my biggest beef with with the episode uh, because yes he is way young to be driving and so so like this is this is where the rules confuse me is okay phineas is too young to drive a car mm-hmm. so we're, we're gonna get around that rule by saying that okay the car is going to be remote control phineas isn't actually driving the car um but the person who's actually driving the car with the remote control is also too young to drive the car <laughs> so <laughs> the person who's driving is too young and the person inside the car is too young it just happens to be that the person driving is not the person in the car. So one of these two is breaking the rules. This should not have been allowed. Yeah. Fun fact, the I which I assumed watching this, the the announcers though are voiced by the creators. Um not no information on who was who, but that that was a fun fact that I found out just reading this wiki. Uh but yeah, I agree with your point 100%. Like where are the adults stepping in? <laughs> Like, yeah, I had a couple of questions on that too. Like, number one, is this even legal? And aren't there inspections? Like, couldn't weren't they be able to tell? Like, hey, this thing is like, like has something in it that allows it to be controlled remotely. Maybe this should be disqualified. This particular driver, but no, they let him do it anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's like definitely not like a standard stock car. It's, it's like mom's station wagon that got turned into a supercharged car not none of this should have been should have been allowed so okay so this is where where um candace is trying to call call her mom to see to see um the boys on tv Phineas is racing on tv she calls her mom she says look they're on tv and she's like candace i'm in i'm in the middle of a three no trump um and i actually know what that is it's a bridge term uh, i don't know what that is so please explain it to me uh so uh, bridge 
Uh, and maybe I should have said this earlier whenever we were talking about, you know, the rules of bridge. Bridge is a game where, so it, it's one of those quote-unquote trick-taking games, like a, like a hearts or a spades or something like that, except the, the uh, real, real mechanic that makes bridge unique is that there's, there's an auction at the beginning to, to like, everyone looks at their hand and they're like, I think we're going to take uh, three more than you're going to take or four more than you're going to take. And you, and you keep like bidding up and up and up to see like, who's going to take more cards. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're also bidding for what you think the, or what you want the Trump suit to be. So like the suit that's going to be like better cards than any of the other suit. Um, and, and you can, you can bid a particular Trump suit or you can bid uh, that there's going to be no Trump suit, that it only, it goes by some other standard rules of, of whatever the first card in each hand was played is the suit that you go by. Uh, so three, three, no Trump is, is, is saying that uh, Linda thinks that her team is going to get three more than the other team and they don't need any of the suits to be more powerful than the other ones. Yeah. You know what we should do? Rebrand it. Yes, we should rebrand the podcast from a Phineas and Ferb podcast to just have it be Will Davis, aka Davis, comma Will, explaining bridge to Felipe and I, yes. and we just have glazed over eyes. So I, I need someone to explain bridge to me. First. When I said rebranded, I meant the the name of the of the move. <laughs> from the three card trump or whatever that was like too much triggering for me <laughs> i was like i thought we were done with him yeah i mean i mean it, re it really is three no trump right now <laughs> we love we love that i'm very happy about that um but no i agree that we need to have some more math lessons like every week we should have will's math corner Yes. Oh gosh. Maybe he could explain how plausible the Phineas and Ferb stuff it's is. It's be riveting podcasting. You hear me talk about math. <laughs> hey, uh, if Bronte can do it, you can do it. That's, <laughs> <Bronte>. <laughs> that's a Big Brother list reference for those of you who just found the podcast randomly and aren't our kind friends from our little podcast world. Um, but yeah, so I felt so bad for Candace. Like, Linda, I know you have some, what's it called? The three, three Trump suit? Three, three no Trump. Trump. Three, 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 no, no, yeah. three no Trump. But Candace has things, priorities, Linda. Be a better mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, the, these are um, definitely some of the things that, that I have written in my in my Candace Gaslight watch already is, is that first it takes Linda a long time to walk over to the TV. Then, then uh, this is, this is where Linda has deals with the remotes in this episode. Next episode is where, where yes. Doofenshmirtz struggles with remotes, but she, you know, trying to find the remote for the cable box. She accidentally, you know, ejects a CD from the CD player. And by the time Remember she gets CD around to turn the, the yeah. <laughs> By the time she gets around to turning the turning the TV on, it's a dandruff commercial. Yeah. Yeah, this is a dandruff commercial. Is there something you're trying to tell me? I mean, maybe. Maybe it was a subtle message. I, I'm trying to picture, like, how this episode will work in a modern time. Like, would she, she'd be like, here's a screenshot of Phineas on Twitter or on Instagram. Here's my Instagram <laughs> post. Um, also... Candace's blog was totally a Tumblr thing, right? Oh, 
Oh yeah, she's she a was total totally yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just to go back to that moment. Um, after, yeah. after you make the the Doofenshmirtz Tinder page, you got to make Candace's Tumblr blog. Okay, things to do, which is probably mostly just pictures of Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, like fan edits, like adding <laughs> little like hearts and all that. Yeah, and um, I believe she's a fan of some comic book or TV show that mm-hmm. I remember this from a later episode, so we can add that and Jeremy. Um. Maybe some fanfic about the slushy burger. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so is this when she gets photographed as well? Uh, we, we have a scene in the blimp first. Oh, in the blimp, uh, and then, yeah. And then we get the, the photograph. So the, the scene in the blimp is, is, is really uh, Doofenshmirtz explaining his, his whole plot. He's got his deflatinator ray. He's going to deflate all the tires in the race, and then he's going to deflate everything in the tri-state area. And then anytime, if anyone wants anything flated, they have to come talk to him first. Mm-hmm. I just found a photo from the wiki that is legitimately terrifying. So I'm going to send it to you in our Discord chat. <laughs> okay. Uh, from the oh, episode, no. from the episode. Don't okay. worry, it's related. Um, but I was scrolling up to read the the thing and this photo is terrifying yeah it's, pretty much yeah that's it's um and i i oh yeah i don't remember exactly how how she got the sort of sort of hair blown yeah. back covered in covered in smoke situation it's candace um, full of like soot from the car yeah, because she was going down to, like, the actual race area, and, like, she just showed up just as they were starting, and, like, I guess all the smoke mm. just got all over all her. The, I don't know how all this, any of this works, so. Maybe it's all the, all the cars, like, peeling out in front of her. It's, like, mm-hmm. all, the, all the burnt rubber, all, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the dirt and debris and Yeah, so that. she's, she's, she's covered in, 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 in this, this smoke or rubber or whatever it is, and her hair is just all, all a mess. Uh, and she gets a, a souvenir photo taken of her um, while she looks like this, and and she has you know this great idea that we had that we had last week uh, was I should take a picture of this. Um, I felt vindicated. Yeah. Uh, so she she takes a picture of Phineas, and and the the guy's like, hey, that's a souvenir photo. You're gonna have to pay for that one too. Uh, so so it's yeah. a dollar per photo. So. Sorry, go ahead. Which is a steal. Yeah, like, why did she have to steal the photo uh, or the camera from him? She does have her flip phone on her from when yeah. she was... Couldn't she have just taken the photo on her flip phone? Plus, she, she wouldn't have to worry about, you know, what's about to come next with her, like, accidentally ripping up the, the photo that was of Phineas. So, uh, I don't know. I get that she's a 15-year-old girl. It's but also she's very... It's not a strong suit of Candace's. It's all the adrenaline that's built up that she doesn't really think properly right yeah. now. Maybe maybe it's an issue of like camera quality, where if, if she tries to take the picture with her flip phone, then it'll be like a super grainy Bigfoot photo or something like that. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so she steals the camera. She takes a picture and then guys like, hey, you're going to have to pay for both pictures. It's a dollar per picture. So pay me $2. She's like, well, I've only got $1 but I only need the one photo. So just give me the one photo and tear up the other one. 
Um, she doesn't so, even look at the picture of yeah. which one she has in her hand. Yeah. So, so of course she means give me the photo of Phineas and tear up the terrible photo of me. Uh, but since this is a television show, that's not how it happens. Nope. She grabs the wrong photo and I think she runs all the way to Ms. Garcia Shapiro's house. No, she's biking, I believe. I think she oh, yeah. Took yeah. yeah, she always has a bike. Never mind. That, that was silly of me. Because Phineas and Ferb have to walk home. That's the thing at the end. Um, and so they, she runs home and she rings the doorbell. And then this is when Mrs. Garcia Shapiro was like, oh, Candace, did you grow a few inches since I last saw you? Again, literally the same thing she said at the beginning of the episode. And then she's like, mom, 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 mom. I got to show you a Phineas and Ferb photo. Um, and shows the photo. And she's like, Candace, I don't know what you're trying to show me, but this is not a good photo of you. <laughs> I don't know if she said that. That's just my interpretation. Of I mean, Jesus. she might as well have said that, you know? Yeah. Um, but we also skipped the part where Ferb is sitting in the crow's nest and Phineas is like, we got to speed this up. And Ferb disappears and gets the giant battery. Um, and Phineas speeds by. Yeah, this is this is really where they start to break the rules. And, and also... I don't understand how this works uh, because because Ferb, Ferb doesn't connect the car up to anything. He connects the remote control up to a car battery and then and then the, the car just goes ridiculously fast. Yeah. Um, we get a pit stop. They take the car in for the pit stop and and the fireside girls give give a great pit stop, a, a quick and efficient pit stop. And wrap it and, up with a bow. Right, Phineas is is driving her away, and Isabella's like, the bow was a nice touch, Gretchen. Do we know uh, which yeah. one is Gretchen? Uh, yes, yeah, so so Gretchen is the one who, um, whenever Isabella was giving like the rundown of the the engine and like explaining to them like with the picture and everything, Gretchen's the one who who raises her hand and she asks, uh, is it is it electronically fuel injected? Is what she says. Um, um, my so I clicked her page on the Phineas and Ferb wiki, and my favorite thing is height shorter than Holly. <laughs> shorter than Holly. So so Gretchen is the first, uh, the first fireside girl that we, that's been named besides Isabella. Isabella so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and I was looking up earlier. She's voiced by uh, Ariel Winter from from Modern Family. Oh, Ooh. okay. Get that coin. I will say one thing I wanted to mention was in in the beginning of the episode when Isabella first shows up, she's in her regular pink, uh, like overall dress type thing. And then when she comes back and brings in the fireside girl, she's in her fireside girl's uniform. And Mm -hmm. then in this scene, she's back to her pink outfit. And I'm like, how many costume changes is she going to do this episode? I don't know if it's a continuity error on the part of the animators or what, but... Just wanted to point that out because I noticed it quite. Yeah, it's it's either it's either a continuity error or or she's just changing clothes a lot. It's probably something that they would list as as a as a goof. Yeah, let me go look it up while we move with the plot as well. I'm gonna try to find it Um, because there's a whole goof section here. Yeah, so so um, during during the pit stop uh phineas is you know like talking to isabella through the window and isabella says that 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 helmet looks so manly i think she said something similar in the roller coaster episode right 
she said something um, was like super dashing or dreamy or manly or something something like i i, I remember i remember she had the hard eyes in the roller coaster episode mm-hmm. yeah oh i found it before the race isabella is shown in her scout uniform during the race she's in her regular pink clothes that's in the airs so navi good job there you go well, I'm glad I was able to do uh, one thing. Uh, Navi's <laughs> all up on the NGOG, so she knows to look for the IMDb goofs. Oh, yes. Here to, here to catch the goof. Uh, so uh, then then we go back to sort of where um, Doofenshmirtz starts to enact his plan with, with the deflatinator. Um, and he says something ab- about his, like, uh, deflationary prowess. Which, which I think is a really funny phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, then he he uh, deflates the beach ball, and and deflating the beach ball that you know people are are in the stands and they're like hitting the beach ball up to each other like like you do in the stands at like a like a rock concert or or something. Uh, he deflates the beach ball, and the beach ball it covers someone's windshield, uh, and that wind and and that that causes a big crash in the race. Hashtag deflate gate. <laughs> yep. Speaking of deflation, and while we're talking about this, can we just talk about Doofenshmirtz's nose? <laughs> it, is, it looks like something. Uh let's see. <laughs> it it like is not super like something, but it's definitely phallic. It it is very it is very pointy. Some might say phallic. It's not quite as phallic as like a like a squidward nose. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that definitely is. Uh, but it's it's somewhere in between a squidward nose and a SpongeBob nose. So I clicked on his profile on the Phineas and Ferb wiki, and online he goes by the names of Strudel Cutie four four two seven, Joey Ringo and Schmertz two one seven, which sounds very um, Joey Rodriguez, and then he uses the trucker handle Misfortune. And I love that his height is six two, but slouches. Um, he's got the he's famously got the the mantis like posture. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if any of those handles are already taken on Twitter. Oh, almost certainly. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that at least uh, Strudel Cutie four four two seven. That's that's his that's his name whenever he goes on the on the dating site. Should we invite Strudel Cutie four four seven as a guest on the podcast? Uh, I don't find a Twitter account. Really, I do find an Instagram. So let's let's look. Ooh. Oh yeah, it might be it might be uh, there might be more characters than they let you have on Twitter. Not sure. Yeah, um, 144 weeks ago was the first and only post. Um, so should I hit follow? I'm scared. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll report back. Here, message. Do you want to come on our podcast? <laughs> do, uh, do so you- this. <laughs> Should I? No, I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna send that. No, do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. If it's a creep, then I blame Nobby <laughs> for peer pressuring me. Look, hey, I'll take all the blame if it means we potentially get Doofenshmirtz on this podcast. Hi, Heinz. Do you wanna come and talk about some innators on our Phineas and Fur podcast? anchor.fm slash what you doing <laughs> there we go it's sending okay let's see what there happens you go. now now we've gotten to the to the community outreach portion of the podcast <laughs> yes 
Uh, so, so during this crash is where, um, and th this is the, the thing that I, I have written down that I'm going to add to the, to the song rankings for this episode. It's not really a full song, uh, but it's sort of a, a, a little music interstitial where they're singing like, go Phineas, go, go Phineas. Uh, Ferb's like playing on the keys and Isabella's got a tambourine. And, and Phineas has a guitar from inside the car. Yeah, no, I thought it was very catchy. It kind of reminded me of Grease. Like, go Grease Lightning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, very. I thought it was a very, like, very speed racer rally. thing, almost. Yeah. yeah. Pep Rally, that's that's definitely a good a good comparison for this song. Uh, so, yeah, then, then Candace finally shows the picture to her mom, uh, and realizes it's the wrong picture and she screams and she screams so loudly that the Doofenshmirtz can hear it and he's like you hear that sound that's that's the sound of all all the fans screaming um and he and he sort of reveals to Perry that that the deflatinator is being charged by by a mouse I I think he calls it like his his indentured rodent uh, mm -hmm. where this mouse is just like running uh, on a wheel um and he's gonna he's gonna go get the gonna go get some cheese so he can give the cheese to the mouse yeah no and uh so this is where all the stories kind of start to intertwine with each other mm -hmm. and this is a quintessential Phineas and Ferb moment where they all come together um so can we talk about Perry's gadgets because Perry yes. is always fully stocked <gasps> ready to go He's got the the emergency cheese in this one, even even to the point where he's got like six different varieties of cheese that he can choose from. Yeah, and then he throws it in Doofenshmirtz's pants, like with that launcher thing, and the that is and then so he that was an incredible thought by Perry that he would get the mouse to make Doofenshmirtz scream and break the glass. That was some next level thinking. Yeah, he, he really... picked the, uh, the stinky. Yeah, he was pick. He picked the stinky cheese, but he also had gouda. He had his brie. I could go for a brie right now. Mm, yeah, a baked brie sounds really good. Anyway, good continue cheese. on. Will. He, re he uh, really, that was very he, important. He really say. pulls a move that that is is something that that the uh, the ACB from Community would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they would. Would they? <laughs> Uh, so the yeah the the cheese ends up in in uh, the back of Doofenshmirtz's pants. Um, he screams, the glass breaks, and then then the actual fight happens. Yeah, and the I also love the fights. Like the fights are very fun and campy, and like with great sound effects. And I think really the sound well design animated. of yeah the sound oh, yeah. design and animation of Phineas and Ferb are top notch, and we don't give enough love to that. We haven't yet. We probably will throughout. Uh, uh, so, so he he hits Doofenshmirtz hard enough that that um, the deflatinator ray shoots into like a mirror. There's this truck that's got like mirrors on the side of it for some reason, and then he shoots it into the mirror, and then the mirror bounces the ray back into the into the the blimp that they're in, and he's like, I I should have seen this coming. Yeah, and. Then it deflates, and that's the problem with Doofenshmirtz. 
he self-sabotages by being in a blimp in the first place. Yeah. But the deflatinator as your right? main choice of weapon. Like what happens if the deflatinator hits the inside of the blimp? That probably deflates the blimp too, right? Because mm-hmm. if you shoot it, if it like pops out outside and then hits back, then it obviously deflates. But like, I don't know. He didn't think this one through. Yeah, no. at, least, at least with this one, uh, like he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for Perry. Whereas the, the two we had in the last episode, like both of those with, with his, uh, his magnet, like pulling the foil ball or his trying to dig all the way to China, both of those, uh, they wouldn't have worked even if Perry hadn't been there. This one, he probably could have been fine uh, if he hadn't got bumped into the wreck. Agreed. Um, update, he did not respond yet. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he deflates his way down over the cars. And how does he get involved with Phineas and Ferb's car again? Uh, so the, the blimp hits the broadcast tower as like Phineas wins the race. So he's like accepting the trophy and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just steals the car whenever, whenever Phineas is out of the car. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Phineas and Ferb are very unconcerned about the fact that their mom's car just got stolen. Yeah. Their their mom's car gets stolen and and his his first words aren't, oh gosh, we gotta get this car back. That's our mom's car. His first words are, Well, it looks like we're walking home. Yeah. No, and that is what I confused myself earlier with Candace and the bike. Mm-hmm. Uh and then so Doofenshmirtz and Perry end up in a car wash, which somehow that happens. And uh, I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad lately. So definitely the car wash and everything was like, oh, I wonder if they ran into Skylar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, Phineas and Ferb and Breaking Bad, two very similar shows. Yes. Ferb, what are we going to do today? We're going to cook some meth. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Yeah, that the crossover we needed but don't deserve. Honestly, I will get started on the fan fiction. And honestly, it's not much more dangerous than what they've been doing. Honestly, though, <laughs> like it's just a little more extreme, but at least they're gonna make money this way. Phineas would make bank if they were real people. Let's be is honest. Candace the Hank in all this? Ha! Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, if someone has good Photoshop skills, please put Candace on Hank's body or vice versa. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, so Candace runs all the way to get Linda and it's like, Mom, 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 come here. And then gets them her in the garage. How does the car get in the garage? That's what I want to know. Uh, so, so yeah, so Perry accidentally steps on the red button. The callback to the red button that shoots the car into space. Um, and then it just kind of lands back at the house. It lands yeah. back in the house. The car gets back in the garage. Uh, Linda has a line here where, where like, of course, again, she's being slow uh, and in, in trying to get home. And she's like, Candace, you're, you're wearing out the heels of my shoes because Candace is like, like pushing her along the way. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you could have just walked. I don't know why, you, why you're resisting this. You know this is going to happen. Exactly. The wear on the heels of your shoes is your fault at some point. Yes. This is a Candace defense account podcast. So, Linda, we're blaming you. <laughs> uh, so so she, she comes in. She sees the garage. She's like, oh, who, who did this to my car? 
and and Candace is like Phidias and Ferb did it and she's like they washed my car how how nice of them and and Candace is just just awestruck taken aback that the car is somehow back in the garage honey close your mouth (laughs) (laughs) um Linda 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 she has some nerve guessing that's it. That's, like this that's that's how uh that's how this episode ends yes uh, so, so yeah the other the other things on on the gaslight watch i have written down uh she tore up the wrong picture uh the blimp that hits the broadcast tower right as her mom's about to watch it on tv and then and then this last bit of of who did this yes my car. um do we want to do like our rankings here or at the end of both episodes oh, let's do it at the end and, and put put both okay of them. So yeah, now we finished that episode. Let's get into our next episode, Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror, which again is a mouthful. It's a mouthful, but it's it's a good episode. I was about to say it's a good mouthful, but then I knew that would be clipped and then you know, I never got <laughs> the end of it. You know what? We'll just own it. Own that. Clip. <laughs> it's a good mouthful. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's the hottest day of the summer, and I feel like that's has to be capped at a different like overtaken in a different episode they'll say that again i feel like that's that's a soft prediction i have mm-hmm. um and phoenix and ferb are listening to the radio under the tree while perry is lying down and dj stanky dog did not know that was his name but dj stanky dog advises everyone to take it easy by sitting under a shady tree with an aquatic mammal of some sort which that was clearly a little bit perry. prescient huh yeah coincidence i think not uh phineas doesn't want a little heat stopping them from having the best day ever because that would mean that the morning djs win um so they're very anti anti broadcast media which episode. is a shame but yeah. at the same time i'm not uh, a morning announcer so you know as long as they're not targeting the news department i'm okay as a former college radio host and dj i was very attacked were you a DJ in the morning? Yes, I was uh, assistant oh, okay. director of the morning show. Man, for- okay, so you, you you really were called out then. <laughs> so so um, we still we still don't see don't see Lawrence, but we get a mention of him that he's he's going to clean the basement today. Uh, yeah. And Linda's going to the spa. Uh, so this time, Candace says she's in charge by default. She doesn't say conditionally mm-hmm. by default this time. Uh, and and Phineas looks at Ferb, and they look at their sandbox, and he's like, uh, "We're gonna need more sand." Yep, uh, we needed more sand. And uh, is this when Candace then goes to the window again and talks to Stacy? Uh, we get a we uh, uh, we get a Perry right segment before that. First. We get uh, yeah, Perry Perry gets the gets the the debrief from from Major Monogram that that. Uh, lawn gnomes are disappearing all yeah. over the tri-state area and he pops into a mushroom um and goes in the street which i always in all these shows all i wanted to do was get going one of those giant slides underground to those like debrief headquarters like whether it was totally mm-hmm. spies where they just oh yes pop you into wherever like the locker and then it goes down or uh emperor's like, new thing. groove was the one yeah. for me pull the lever mm-hmm. the, the wrong lever uh Rest in power, Eartha Kitt. Thank you for making Yzma the, one of the most iconic characters of all time. Mm. <laughs> um, big Yzma guy over here. 
Uh, He's funny. Is that, so so I actually um on my Disney Plus I I consider so you you can like um pick your avatar on your profile you can make your avatar different things uh, and they just recently added uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz as one of the people that you can have as your avatar mm-hmm. uh, and I very strongly considered making that my avatar but right now my avatar is Isma. Oh, that's an iconic avatar. Uh, my avatar probably will always be Winnie the Pooh. Uh, but on my friend's account, I put myself as Dumbo and then maybe Yoda on another friend's account. And even though I don't use their accounts, I just want an avatar because I want all the avatars. Nice. Um, but other ones that I love are, I like, I love Yzma so much. I think she's a phenomenal character and that's a great choice. Navi, who are you? On Disney Plus? Yes. I don't think I have an avatar, actually. I've never oh. bought it. Well, you have an assortment of characters to pick from if you change your mind to make one. Yes. Well, um, I'll get back to you next week and I'll tell you who yes. my avatar No, that's a great idea. My, my brother my, is Baby Groot. My Netflix account is uh, it's just a picture of Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> Which Laura Dern, though? Like Laura Dern in Marriage Story or Laura I think, Dern I in think that's the one. Jurassic Park? I think... I think Marriage Story is the one that they give you the the option for. Mine's That's the yellow the one they That's give the you the one. option for. That's Laura Dern. It's, it's, I'll, I'll I'll go look it up and I'll I'll have the answer by the end of the episode. Mine's just a yellow blob. Did I pick one for CBS All Access when they had that? I don't know. It might just be a blob at this point. But I know they had some Nick characters in there, but I couldn't pick between them. <laughs> I was. Um, but if I had to pick a Phineas and Ferb character, it would probably be Doofenshmirtz, Perry, or Buford. I don't think Buford's an option. I'm a big Buford guy over here. Not in this episode, though. I was definitely against him. <laughs> um, but so we get here, and he agent Major Monogram tells Agent B his briefing that the lawn gnomes are disappearing, um, which protects gardens against the evils of black magic. I did I'll not know say, that's why garden gnomes were used. Me neither, but I will say I had honestly no issue with doofenshmirtz getting rid of lawn gnomes like they're ugly as hell yeah so like good riddance to them travelocity bye (laughs) don't add travelocity um no the only person i know who likes gnomes is my friend eli and i got him in a secret santa one year and then i got him a gnome for his gnome collection and then i got him a shirtless photo of mark mcgrath that was signed and was like ten dollars on amazon because he became mark Mark mcgrath McGrath? it was during celebrity big brother and he was a Uh big mark mcgrath stand he had him in the draft and he was completely and he made his twitter only mark mcgrath he was like i just want to fly um he he was just making mark mcgrath references so i got him a little photo uh for his secret stand of the year after uh but i've never had a lawn gnome i don't do gardening (laughs) that's not my thing uh, Will, do you have a lawn? Any lawn gnomes? Uh, my my parents have some lawn gnomes that are like Mickey Mouse themed lawn oh, gnomes. I can mess so with all, that. All, all of their their lawn stuff and garden stuff is like Mickey Mouse themed. So they have a little area where um, they sort of took our old playhouse that we played with when we were kids and they put it in this corner and like made a little like rock garden out in front of it and they have like um there's i think there's a mickey mouse lawn gnome over there but i know the thing they have is like little um 
the the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves guys. Ooh, oh, okay. The dwarves. Like the little garden yeah. over there. Well, then your parents' garden will be safe from Doofenshmirtz's evil, quote-unquote, plan, considering the Disney overlords are uh, yeah. in charge of <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. No, for sure. Excuse uh, me. So, so here's where we get, uh, aren't you a little young to be a landscape contractor? That's what they say this time while they're, while they're building the beach. And it's a huge beach. Um, so Isabella comes over. She asks what they're doing. And, and um, she says, uh, the fireside girls want to be lifeguards so they can get their, their aquatic safety badge. Yeah. Uh, the quite that's the first time we get a badge and we mentioned that in the last podcast, but I'm excited to add that to our rankings. Um, and then also, can we talk about the fact that they had a dolphin at one point that was squeaking, but Candace could hear the line, but couldn't hear the dolphin. Yeah. So, so it's sort of a, it's, it's hard to say that episode two is already doing callbacks, but it's a callback to the thing in the first episode where Candace is on the phone and they keep walking back and forth and Candace can't see um, what's behind her. So they, they walk by with like, like one of those big like, like Easter Island heads, mm-hmm. uh, palm tree and some, some tiki torches and a dolphin and, sh- and she sees none of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is our first introduction to Stacy as like a character on the show besides just like a person that Candace talks to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Up. So she'll, she'll show up in a second. I have a good question about um, this this phone conversation. So yeah. Candace is on the phone. She's she's upset that uh, she I didn't get invited to ask. a party. Yeah. At, uh, so so she didn't get invited to to Susie's party. Susie invited Katie instead of Candace. Uh, and she said that you know I'm I'm Susie's locker neighbor. I don't I don't care that Susie and Katie are are lab partners. Uh, locker neighbors should should trump lab partners. My yeah, question is, is, does it? Yeah, uh, I was about to say that too. That was in my notes as well. And I I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so either. Because so, like when I was in high school, I would barely see my locker. I barely use my locker. I like live, everything I needed was in my backpack. So I rarely ever use my locker. I only used it in the winter when I had to put my uh, winter coat in all that's shit away um but uh other than that like I had no use for my locker it probably doesn't help that I had like the half locker as opposed to like the full-size locker mm. too at my school um but yeah like lab mates like you're with them way more often it, it just doesn't usually you get to pick your own lab partner do you not in these scenarios uh I think I... a lot of time yeah I don't remember doing much lab work to be honest, because again, science and math, not my strong suit. I will have to have a dissenting opinion. I think the locker neighbor, maybe it's because my locker neighbor was my like real life neighbor um, growing up. <laughs> I don't remember how they determined. I think it was by last name and we have like similar last names or oh, next okay. to each other. Um, and I'm just going off of middle school because I didn't really use my locker in high school at all. But um, so it was because we were also on the same bus. So then we would walk in together and then leave at the same time. So I feel like I saw him a lot. I don't know. 
that's i don't remember having lab partners but i remember like having like they would every time they would rearrange your desks you would have to like work with the person next to you in science class at least from i remember mm-hmm. for stuff. Mm-hmm. yeah i i think i'm i think i'm with natty here that that i think uh lab partners are, are usually closer than locker neighbors because like yeah, you, you work with them in class but then also like sometimes you got to do homework and you gotta you gotta work on stuff together outside of school uh i i i think in i was i know more of my college lab partners names than i know uh anybody who i was in the vicinity of locker wise yeah and at least in my school uh our locker neighbors like each section of lockers was designated to a homeroom so a lot of my locker neighbors throughout high school were people in my homeroom who i aside from homeroom which is like a very short class we barely interacted and like if we even had classes since we all had different stuff going on so uh yeah i'm i agree with will 100 percent uh lab partners trump locker neighbors 100 percent of the time for me anyway yeah so it's a two to one vote but i feel like we had a good discussion on it they probably both could have gotten invited to the party yeah like one more invite like (laughs) who's paying for your bills like what why can't you invite one more person and was stacy invited like and Stacey can't bring a plus one. Yeah. Um, but uh, so then, then she little do outside. they know that Candace is going to have the best party in the town. Yeah. Oh and yes. Joke, jokes on, jokes on her. Miss Katie, does she ever appear? I'm going to look her up. Katie. I don't know. Um, but but yeah. So Candace goes outside and she sees they're they're standing by the sandbox again, and she she sort of laughs at him. She's like, "You call that a beach? That's not even worth calling mom for." Um, and they they pull some switch that that the fence sort of lowers down and then you see oh it is it is a huge beach yeah and i just want to say they have neighbors like they have a fence sharing neighbor did they just totally overflow or flood their neighbor's property just to make this beach i don't understand the physics of all of any of this or how this is plausible at all yeah, where, where did all this space come from? Like, is is this, you know, someone's house? Is this, you know, where the street was? Is this all the way to even where the the motor speedway was? This this is is like the the location of their house within the town um, does not make much sense. Um, but they they do apparently have enough room for a huge beach. Mm-hmm. A beach that's, that's big enough that they can surf him. Yeah, there's is, a surf competition. I know. Listen, some things we just got to suspend reality and go with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, how? What? But you do you. Uh, and yeah. the surf competition was fun. I did enjoy that part of it. So if we have to suspend our reality to enjoy that, then I'll do that. Yeah, clearly Will and I are taking this like way too seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. I guess the world building at this point, like we can expect anything from this universe, but also like obviously we're podcasters, we gotta critique it and be like, mm-hmm. this is not possible. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, so so uh, Candace's friends Jenny and Stacy show up. They love the beach. They're like, oh, Jeremy's gonna come later. He and he and his friends are gonna gonna come surf here. 
and then a little foreshadowing to the to the future surfing competition. Uh, and Candace is is all of a sudden not wanting to call mom anymore because because Jeremy's going to be there, and and that always takes precedence over the over the busting. Yeah, no. Uh, once Jeremy shows up, she falls head over heels, and she's like, "I'm enjoying this." And then I love that they kind of play with the audience expectations and Linda's like, huh, I haven't heard from Candace. Something has to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, the- yeah. So, so Sponge me off. <laughs> the next thing we get is, is uh, Perry is dressed up as a garden gnome and he, he goes and tracks down, tracks down Doofenshmirtz and this, he, he, um, well, he, he gets sucked up in the same thing that all the other garden gnomes are, Which, are getting sucked up. Which, if we're going to talk about things that feel very random to me, like, he doesn't know where the garden gnomes are, so he's just sucking up a vacuum. Wouldn't, like, the, the garden and all the flowers come through, too? Like, that was something that bothered me, which I know I just was like, we got to suspend our disbelief, but that one confused me. It's a, re- it's a real sophisticated vacuum that, that just, like, knows what it's sucking up. But uh, it doesn't it, because Perry's not a real gnome, right? Yeah, I guess it's it's, it's a somewhat sophisticated vacuum that yeah. kind of knows what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe um, there's some sort of AI programming in there that kind of recognizes it, but is not like a hundred percent like fully uh-huh. into it. If you make if that makes sense. Yeah, I was just gonna see. Does this thing have a pointy hat? If it does, we're gonna suck it up. If not, then uh, let's not worry about it. I just tried to look up if I could buy a Perry the Platypus gnome because I would buy that gnome. <laughs> but no one has gotten onto that yet. So, oh, no. yeah, maybe we can do that. We'll make an ex- Etsy. <laughs> um, uh, so, so Perry, Perry shows up and, and, and Doofenshmirtz is like, this, this lawn gnome looks a little weird. And Perry takes off the, the lawn gnome hat and the beard. And he's like, oh, a platypus. And then he puts on the the fedora. And he's like Perry the platypus. Uh, so this is this is the first time I think we get that bit. Yeah, is that, that he he doesn't recognize Perry the platypus if he doesn't have the hat on. Yeah, and speaking of bits that we get for the first time, this is our first introduction to uh, one second because I wrote it down. Gimmelstup, which is <laughs> his hometown, um, and that comes a little later because. But I feel like we got a lot of Doofenshmirtz bits introduced. Yeah, in this yeah, we'll, we'll get into the backstory. Yeah, I thought that was earlier than it was, but I just looked at the notes. That yeah, I think it's, I think it's the next the next time we we leave and come back to them. Yeah, um, but, but but you get sort of a callback to the last episode where where this time Doofenshmirtz can't understand the remotes that you know he he presses one remote and it's the TV remote and presses another remote and it's the garage door and he presses a third remote and then it's the trap that traps Perry the platypus. Yeah, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta start labeling these things. At at this point, Perry should have, like, at the second remote, he should have been like, maybe I should move out of the way because there might be a trap. Yeah, you would, you would think he'd be wise yeah. to it at this point, but. Uh, yeah, but maybe Perry's just us, deceiving him, being like, I gotta dumb myself down, make him think so I understand his plot, and then I can disarm him strategically. Uh, uh, so then, then we go back to the beach. Uh, Candace, Candace is going to try and impress Jeremy. She's, she's going to bring him, bring him a drink that's inside of a pineapple. Um, and then she gets hit with a coconut. Coconut falls out of the tree, hits her in the head, and she kind of gets knocked out. 
Um, but then she gets carried off by crabs. These crabs are sort of like holding her, but also like like waddling away doing their little crab walk. Um, and and they they carry her under the the very short limbo bar. Uh, she wins the limbo contest, and and she gets crowned queen of the beach. Yeah, um, thanks to the crab, who's the real MVP here. But uh, yeah, I just like seeing Candace, this different side of Candace. Obviously, I'm a big stan of loud Candace, but um, sometimes we just need a day to relax. And I think she enjoyed her day. And we could all use some Candace energy from this episode sometimes. Yeah, so she- I, I feel that 100%. <laughs> I She's- could really use some R&R myself. So. Is this the point that we should talk about, like some of the things that might not have aged the best from this episode? Like, yeah, let's get into that. Okay, because she is crowned Queen Wahini of the beach. And then I know we're jumping ahead, but uh, there's a Ferb song called Backyard Beach. And they, yeah, the very next thing in my notes after after she gets crowned Queen of the yeah. beach is, is the Backyard Beach song. So that one, they definitely try to like play it up like it's Ferb has this Jamaican accent, even in the, the Phineas and Ferb wiki, it says Ferb's persona is Jamaican rapper. And then also like, the Hawaiian cultural appropriation for this. I don't know. I feel like that didn't age completely well, but what do you think? Yeah, it's it's definitely got sort of like a like a like a tropical reggae vibe to it. Um but uh yeah I I, I think appropriative is is like the the one the one word that definitely describes this song. Yeah. But, uh yeah I, I mean granted the song still kind of slaps yeah uh, especially the, the i just wish it was um, a black character singing it right yeah yeah, yeah. It, like it's it's a a good song the the steel drum solos in the background really really kill but but uh it doesn't feel like something that that uh i don't th- think these characters are the best the best characters to be performing this song yeah navi do you have any takes I mean, you both said it pretty well. One thing that offended me the most was the fact that uh, the green uh, lay that Ferb had matches his uh, hair, and you couldn't tell <laughs> that it was there. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, I, I, I see the picture now. That it's it's sort of like a like a like a grass skirt almost. That's the same color of his hair. That. Uh, I don't know. You you would hope it's not yeah. a skirt made of his hair or something like that. Not to go back to the last episode, but I did like when their hair swapped. Um, yeah, that was, that was funny a fun too. visual gag. Um, no, but I agree that like it, th- this wasn't a great look. The fact that a lot of the um, indigenous Hawaiian or South Pacific Islander characters were kind of in the background to the white cast was not yeah. great. Um, yeah, I think we you you both touched on it pretty well um, in terms of the cultural appropriation yeah. aspect of this episode. So. And while Phineas and Ferb has some diverse characters, I feel like one of the things that is not recognized as much is that it's like a lot of white characters and then very few like colors of character. Like I can think of Isabella is Latina and then Baljeet is a character of color. And then I don't think there's any others, right? AC, I believe is Asian. Yeah, Stacey's Isabella's sister, right? No, no. No? Uh, Stacey is, I I think Stacey has a sister in the Fireside Girls, but uh, 
Um, no, Stacy's last name is Wu, I think. Stacy Hirano. Hirano. Oh, the actress's name is Wu. Yes. The... Uh, yeah, Stacy Hirano has has a sister in in the Fireside Girls. Um, but yeah, uh, Isabella Garcia Shapiro is is I believe half Latina, half Jewish. Yes. Um, for some reason, I always thought Isabella was Stacy's sister. No, it's Ginger who is um, Stacy's sister. But yeah. So, but otherwise, it's a very white cast. Um, yeah, so. and I will say that the spinoff Milo's Murphy's Law does a bit of a better job in that sense. Back up. What is Milo's mm-hmm. Murphy's Law? It's you a... seen Milo Murphy's Law. I no. also haven't seen Milo Murphy's Law, but I'm aware of it at least. I, I would like to see it. Her, but it's basically sort of a spinoff in the same Phineas and Ferb universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perry the Platypus shows up as a recurring character. There's this crossover I... episode with Phineas and Ferb called the Phineas and Ferb Effect. And I think in the later seasons, Doofenshmirtz becomes like a main part of the cast mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so, yeah. And I, I think Weird Al does the main voice of, of Milo Murphy. I'm not for sure. Yeah, but no, I, I Weird Al and Sabrina stars, Carpenter are the stars. Oh, mm-hmm. Sabrina Carpenter. She hasn't been in the news recently. Oh, no, she has not <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. See, but should maybe I, I shouldn't Olivia be on this Rodrigo podcast. I don't know enough. In the, in the, in the race. She's got I don't think I should be on this podcast anymore. I'm clearly... Clearly not educated enough, right? So after we finish Phineas and Ferb, should we just go right into Milo Murphy's Law? Oh, yeah. Maybe. But like, there's still a ton of Phineas and to get over, right? Oh, yes. Oh, we've, uh, we've got plenty to get through. Yeah. So thank you for educating me. And fans, please don't at me. Be nice to me. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, that's something I feel like we should, we should have discussed. And I'm glad we hit on it. But basically, the song is a bop, but we wish it was sung by a different character that, um, yeah. But can we get to get all stumped? Because that's my favorite part of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, we, we finally get a backstory. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tried to like prepare this backstory in, in Doofenshmirtz's voice, but I'll, I'm going to keep working on the Doofenshmirtz voice and, and maybe do a later backstory in that voice. But uh, so, so Doofenshmirtz gives, gives the backstory for why he's, he's taking all of the garden gnomes and it's when when he was a kid uh his his family's lawn gnome got got repossessed uh so he said uh who who would protect our our zatzen fruit garden from the witch's spells and wood trolls uh and and his dad makes him be the lawn gnome so he has to he has to like dress up as a lawn gnome every day and just stand there uh, yeah. so his his dad his dad will come in and yell at him and no and, moving or yeah, he says he's just like no moving or don't move or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he said, uh, while the other children played kick the stumple and ate dunkleberries, <laughs> I would stand for hours. To protect the Zadzen fruit against um, the witch's spells and wood trolls. And his, his dad's yelling at him and he says, all through the night, all, oh, sorry, all through the cold night as the spitz and hound howled, my only companion was the moon. And my neighbor Kenny, and he like waved at his neighbor Kenny, and his dad yelled at him again. So that's yeah. that's the backstory. Yeah, I yeah. will say that this 
definitely does not look like this took place in the 20th century, which is, I'm assuming, when this takes place. Like, it definitely looks like something out of, like, a medieval, like, village. Yeah. 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 Like, even with the colorization and the animation. Yeah. But. They make Druselstein seem like it's living in a different time, almost. Um, Yeah, it's very fairy tale-esque. This is definitely one of the one of the backstories I remember the most. Uh, like mm-hmm. if if you told me, you know, two weeks ago, what what are the most iconic Phineas and Ferb Doofenshmirtz backstories you can think of? This is one of them, and then the one where his parents don't show up to his own birth. Uh, those are the two. <laughs> his own birth or his birthday? No, no his birth no. when he was born. How does his mom not show up to that? (laughs) Okay. I do not remember this. Oh my God. The ones I remember are the one with his brother. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But the bratwurst, I remember that one. But this, this one definitely a, a, a top tier, top tier backstory. Yeah. It's number one right now for me. Um, Um, So we, we finally first see, you know, what he's doing with all of these lawn gnomes and, and he has his, his innator in this episode is called the destructinator. Yep, he wants to destroy every lawn gnome because if if his 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 family couldn't have a lawn gnome, then no one gets to have a lawn gnome. Yeah, no, and I feel like this is the most campy he's been yet. Like it's completely ridiculous. Like the other ones yeah. at least like had some sort of point, but this one's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's not even trying to take over anything. This is this is purely for revenge, and revenge against who even? Yeah, like, his dad's like not nobody. there. Yeah, um, but this is this is a fun little thing that we get, and more backstory on Doofenshmirtz. Um, and Agent P is shocked, uh, so but he gets his opportunity to kick Doctor Doofenshmirtz and get rid of the thing when he presses the wrong remote again. So he opens Perry's cage. Right, a little little call back to to earlier when he was not being able to figure out his remotes he was either trying to start the machine up or or pause the the backstory or something like that and he accidentally opened up the cage uh, so yeah he didn't have to get out his gadgets this time he just like sat there and waited for Doofenshmirtz to be incompetent enough yeah and then we go back to the beach and the surf contest is about to begin and Buford is trying to bully his way in and Phineas is like no bullying no yodeling and the yodel man comes out and he's not happy and this is our first introduction to Buford and I gotta say I was not a fan Buford definitely evolves as a character and I'm a big Buford guy but yeah not a great first impression for Buford yeah Yeah, I I was very upset part of of the deal with Buford is that sort of in I I think in order to let him become a lovable bully in the show they had to first like establish that he was a bully uh, yeah. so you get the, this episode when he's actually bullying people you get the the thumb war episode when he's he's like bullying people in the mall yeah um but, but yeah you have to set up the character that he is a bully um but yeah just the, the no the... bullying no yodeling scene is, is a great one let me make my viewpoint very clear we love Candace and Jeremy. We love Isabella and Phineas. But the OTP on this show is Buford and Baljeet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 100%. Get out of here with any other ships because the OTP for this podcast is Buford and Baljeet. 
we stand an interracial gay couple in a kid's <laughs> yes, show. We still, we still, we still haven't gotten Belgique yet. Um, yeah, no, I've been waiting. I thought he show, he would show up by now, but no. Excited to have him come up. Um, but yeah, so that was just our first introduction to Buford, uh, and then at the surf contest, uh, Buford interferes with everything. But Phineas has a hologram, and then he does some wacky like insane surfing skills and i love the judges here give him like 10 to the fifth power infinity and then my favorite was rethinking einstein's theory of relativity (laughs) yeah that was funny i genuinely laughed out loud at that part yeah so before that one of one of my favorite bits in the episode when when buford is actually doing the bullying so the the first guy who, who goes is is bobby nelson is his name um and and Buford like grabs the board out from under him, um, and then the next the next guy after Bobby Nelson is is Django Brown I have written down, uh, and and Buford uh, he gives him the the old Philadelphia traffic stop is is what they called the move that it looks looks like some kind of flying elbow move. Yeah, uh, the the creative but, names they came up with. But uh, then he said uh, he's got him in a half Nelson. He's got him in a full Nelson. Now he's beaten got- him with Bobby Nelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Django getting beaten by another kid. Uh, using and, and another kid. The scores weapon. that Buford gets are, are one, zero, and one and eighth. One eighth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the score, the visual gags on the show are some of my favorites. Um, so yeah, yeah. F- Phineas, it's Phineas's turn to go and Buford tries to bully him too. Um, but it's just a hologram uh, and, and Buford just goes right through the hologram and the announcer's like, oh, those, those kids and their holographic projections. And then, uh, like you said, he gets these, these ridiculous scores. Uh, and, and when he, he makes the, the third judge rethink Einstein's theory of relativity, uh, the announcer says, uh, cowabunga laws of nature. <laughs> Yeah, much like with the last episode with the racetrack, like there are clearly no rules that they're following. There's no like code of conduct these uh, competitors have to follow. It's just a, a, a dog eat dog world out there. Um, I think we skipped over it at one point, but uh, we didn't mention uh, aren't you too young to be a landscaper or something? A Did we talk con- about that? Landscape yeah. contractor, yeah. Yeah, we might have talked about that and I... It was right, right before yeah. the the... the... Uh, fireside girls want to get their their aquatic safety badge yeah but i just remember that that kind of reminds me of what we're just talking about but no and we get my one of my favorite lines is olga get the hose or whatever she said i might find it one second uh linda something is very wrong not a single call from candidates not even a text message olga hose me down i'm going home Yeah, and she's like in the middle of like a mud bath. Yeah. To, uh... Which, like, why, why, why would you do this to yourself? If, like, I, I, I think she has enough where where Candace is trying to bother her while she's doing other things. Um, the 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 one day she chooses something to to do something relaxing, like, uh, is it's really self sabotage at this point. Yeah, you really think she would be totally okay. Like, finally, my teenage daughter isn't yelling at me about whatever my two sons are doing. Like, I can finally relax. But no, because Candace has done this so many times now. 
she is genuinely concerned about her. Yeah. So just let Candace chill. Uh, so so she she calls Candace right as Candace is about to to get to dance with Jeremy. Uh, so Candace like tries to stop her from coming home. Yeah. And before that, Ferb like brings her her cell phone on like a silver platter for her because <laughs> she's like the queen of the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like so this this now is sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I like that. She's like, the boys are awesome, they're wonderful. And Linda's like, that's not right. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so this this is where the our our two storylines kind of merge where the the um perry and doofenshmirtz are fighting and he hits doofenshmirtz into the the lever on the vacuum that changes it from from suck to blow and this this volcano pops up and starts shooting lawn gnomes out of the volcano and they call it gnome again yeah Uh, no I would hate gnomes. It would be like I said, stuff of nightmares. Like gnomes are ugly as hell. <laughs> Navi is out here with the anti gnome. I'm anti gnome. I'm anti roller coaster. I'm anti a lot of things, really. <laughs> anti danger, uh, really. Navi yeah, likes to stay in her bed. Yeah, I just want to chill and exist and live my life. That's it. I don't need gnomes raining down from the sky and like terrorizing me and like getting lodged into my apartment roof. Also, it, it's just a nice pointy. They could stab someone's eye. Yeah. Gnomes I are mean, dangerous. You hear to hear first. Yeah. Also, I mean, I have to worry about icicles and now I have to worry about gnomes falling from the sky. No, thank you. I'm not sure why they called it Gnomageddon and not Volcano. Ah, yeah, that. <laughs> no, it's fine. You it's you don't like have to laugh. That's good. Gnome volcano. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a notification that Troy Zam likes one of my tweets. Oh, there you go. Oh. I, mean, I was like, the, is it the is one happening? that you you tweeted? Hey, daddy. At, at no. The... <laughs> oh my god. No. <laughs> the hi, daddy, from our podcast account. No. Um. It was one for my personal account that because I was watching One World and I said he was starting with that this is my island stuff from the first confessional he had. Um, there you go. Sorry, it just popped up. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I was like, is Troy Zan a, a fan of us? Troy Zan, you you have an open invitation to come on our podcast. Uh, so- <laughs> oh yes, I'm sure Troy Zan is like the number one Phineas and Ferb fan. I mean, this they, is they this is Monkey my backyard showers. beach. They gave a monkey a shower, and he's a big fan of monkeys. So, uh-huh. um, uh So, so Candace starts to tell Linda everything that happened all day, and and she's like going through every single detail of it. And while she's doing that, the the vacuum just sucks up the entire beach, and it's it's like totally gone by the time she's she's done with her story. Yeah, um, and she's very upset, and I would be too. Uh, so, so she says, uh, you know, go see for yourself. It's all there. Uh, and, and they walk into the backyard and, and the fence is back up. It just looks like the normal, the normal backyard with, with the, the fence back up. Yeah. And the, uh, the sandbox, box. the sandbox. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite was when Perry climbed out of the sinkhole and was like, yep, I'm a normal platypus just here with you mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I will say I did write down uh, this one, uh, I guess, quote here from Candace when 
her mom is in the back and like, she's just like, wait, what? Okay, so here's what she says. She says, my kingdom, my Jeremy, it was all so beautiful. What have you done to my paradise? And she says that to Phineas and Ferb and they're just like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Can I also read Candace's speech to Linda? Yes, please. Okay. Phineas and Ferb built a beach in the backyard, just like they said they were going to do. But instead of just a cute little beach in their sandbox, it turned out to be this absolutely huge beach with a coastline and palm trees and a pier and hula dancers, water skis and tiki huts and dolphins and dancing and surfing. And everybody from the neighborhood showed up. And then I was just about to share a smoothie with Jeremy when a coconut dropped on my head. And just for a moment, it seemed the wily Buford would steal away the coveted surfing trophy from under the noses of our heroes. But I can only continue my benign reign and spread love, happiness, and ultimate popularity throughout my kingdom if you would just let me have my moment. But there are also like cuts throughout because she fought, it goes to other stuff in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that, you know, uh, we rag on Linda for not believing, but if my child said that to me, I would be pretty not very much believing them and think that they're probably a crazy person. Is yeah. that just. Yeah, I mean, we, we've already talked about the physics of this show and how, like, none of this makes any any logistical sense. So I, th I think in, in most cases, the, the incredulity is pretty warranted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's it. Is that, is yeah, that it for, that's for it episode? for us. Um, well, they hear the radio, and uh, Stanky Dog is like, slather on your sunscreen because tomorrow will be another scorcher, and Ferb says, with a slight chance of scattered lawn gnomes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's Ferb's line in this episode. It's yeah, I don't think he had one in the last episode, though. On, though. I don't think so, either. Yeah. Maybe it's every other episode he gets a line. Yeah, every yeah. every half hour they let him talk. The kid from Love Actually can only come in once a week. He can't come <laughs> in every other episode. Um, uh, so we're ready, ready to get into the rankings. Yes. Uh, what was the fire safety badge again? The aquatics? Uh, aquatic safety aquatic safety okay because that's number one for fire safety badges um yeah so that that one we've got something on the board for for the fireside girls badges they got their aquatic safety badge yep. um and, and also then, on the board is is we have one backstory yeah that's what i was about to say let's get that out of the way our first backstory in first position for all of us um uh, yeah we, we got a backstory this week we didn't get any uh and by i means uh, yeah, no, he so did he, not. He he said something about like serving a, a pair of a platypus under glass or something like that, and uh, yeah, um, and then the 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 bit where where he's wearing the lawn gnome disguise and he he says a platypus, fairy platypus, but uh, we didn't get any any and by I means this episode. We did not. Um, so what do we want to tackle first? The inventions. Um. Is that the, the innator or the I know what we're going to do today? The, I know what we're going to do today. Let's do that. Let's do okay. that first. Um, so right now, my standings were Roller Coaster 1, Mount Rushmore 2. And I think we have a new top contender um, because I'm going to put the beach as number one. I think that was the most fun. I think that's the one I would most want to do. I do love a good roller coaster, but um, if they designed some rickety-ass machine, then I would want to rather go to the beach. That said, I'm struggling with my fourth spot because I think I would rather go attend a race car thing than go to Mount Rushmore. But like, I would go for the concessions in the company. Like, mm, also it's closer yeah. to home. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put the the race cars um, as my third position, and then Mount Rushmore fourth. 
Yeah, that sounds exactly like what I did too. I, I put the backyard beach at, at the, the head of everything. You know, it looks like a really fun party. And of all of these things, probably the safest thing they've done. Until yeah, the gnomes true. showed up. <laughs> Until oh. the gnomes. <laughs> yeah. The attack of the gnomes. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I also put the, the race car right behind the roller coaster. I think the, yeah. the Mount Rushmore thing, um, not only is it boring, but uh, also other issues where, where it's just like not, not all that fun. Yeah. Mount Rushmore is still currently in my Mount Rushmore, though. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's top four by default. Yeah. <laughs> Navi, do you have any differing opinions? No, mine is the same. I'm kind of surprised I don't have Mount Rushmore higher because I wouldn't want to go on a roller coaster or go see NASCAR or whatever. But the Mount Rushmore thing was just so blasé that mm -hmm. I think it just makes sense to have both roller coaster and NASCAR on top. Though I will say, I, I would, thinking about it, I would rather go see a NASCAR thing than go on a roller coaster because... I just have to sit there and get my earplugs, grab a book with me, and I'm good to go. I don't even have to watch it unless I'm on the Jumbotron, and then I'll feign interest or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'd say number one is the beach. Then number two is uh, the race track. Number or number two is the racetrack. Number three is the roller coaster. And then number four is Mount Rushmore for me. Yes. Um, I have an important question to ask. Where do Phineas and Ferb get all this money to build this stuff? No. <laughs> like do they do they get do i know that for the roller coaster they made like some profit but everything do they like just charge and then they like use it as rollout because i don't think maybe, that there's enough maybe they get grant funding from yeah. the government also do they have health insurance oh i would hope so yeah this was discussed on our scooby-doo podcast how they get where their health insurance was but mm -hmm. i definitely want to know where Phineas and ferd's health insurance come from well okay they're under their parents that makes sense but they probably have to sign waivers right you yeah. think um yeah okay what do we want to do next well you pick uh let's go to the innators okay so can you remind us what last week's were yeah so last week we had the magnetism magnifier and mm -hmm. drillinator um and i have both of these in in this episode above those two yes uh, so i i have uh at number two i have the deflatinator ray uh i I love the line where uh, this is maybe instead of getting the like and by I mean thing instead of saying like completely peckable whenever he talked about uh, if anyone needs something flated instead of inflated. Um, I, I love those things. That's why I keep track of the, the and by I means. I love when he said if anyone needs something flated. Uh, so that one that one definitely uh, mm -hmm. rose toward the top for me. Uh, but I think the Destructinator is, is the best one so far. Uh, it's, it's even, like, not just the part that, that, like, sucks all the long gnomes, but just, like, the thing that he has that destroys them. Uh, it's, a really, it's a really versatile innator. Uh, and even though the, the, the plan wasn't, like, anything grand that he wanted to, to like, take over anything with it, uh, it's a really cool machine. And he had a, a really... Uh, neat backstory reason for it uh so that's at the top for me yeah um for me let me see what i think i agree with your ranking because you have destructinator first and i have that first and i think not just the name 
but also the gnome and how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. The gnome stuff of it all really had me gooped. Um, and then the deflatinator. At first, I thought it was the deflatinator ray, and then I put it under the drillinator because I don't like that extra word. But then I looked, according to the Finney's and Bird Wiki, it's just the deflatinator. Like that's the official title, but it is a ray that he uses. Um, then I was okay. Then I can put it up and put it second because just the idea of him getting hoisted by his own petard with the blimp that uh-huh. also had me sent. Um, what about you, Navi? Oh, and then Drillinator, and then the last one is not even in Inator, so it's last. Yeah, my uh, rankings are similar to Felipe's, I believe. I have uh, the Destructinator number one, because I also empathize. I don't think this was an evil plan at all. I think he was doing the world, or specifically the tri-state area, a great service in getting rid of <laughs> gnomes. So I have the Destructinator number one. Number two is the Deflatinator Ray, because we need to deflate them balls. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Deflategate. Uh, number three is, um, what was the, the Drillinator, because it actually has Inator in the name, and the fact that he was trying to make a highway to China is very ridiculous, but very funny, and the fact that he didn't think of the contingency plan of, oh, hey, there's magma at the center of the earth, who would have thought? Um, and then number four is the magna, magnifying magnifier, or whatever it's called, magnetism magnifier. Yeah. Because it doesn't even have a nader in the name. We talked about this last week, but uh, those are my rankings. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and then do we want to do songs? or We should do episodes last, right? Uh, yeah, let's do episodes last. So okay. so the three songs that I added to my rankings this week were the Go Phineas Go song, uh, the Backyard Beach song. And we didn't we didn't talk about this, but in the... Um, the credits we we get like a like a fuller version of the Perry the platypus theme yeah uh, so i i added that into into my my song rankings as well okay so i i'm struggling with my top 2 um but everything else i'm pretty confident in uh like i said the backyard beach i wish it wasn't sung by ferb and it was sung by a black character especially with the Jamaican accent and also by a black actor. I looked it up. It was a white guy, um, but it still goes hard. So I had to put it at number three. Go Phineas and Fer- Go Phineas Go was kind of a bop, but it was very short. So mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't justify going for, and then I don't remember the name of the song, but Candace's birthday. I don't even remember anything about it. <laughs> so that's five. Um, and then I'll try to think of my top two, which is the theme song and Perry the Platypus, how I'm going to rank them after I hear your arguments. Yeah, so so I still have it at last place. Also, the, the She's Candace dream song. Um, it wasn't a whole lot special going on with that. Uh, right above that, I have Go Phineas Go. Um, that it was, it was a good song, but, but really short and kind of inconsequential. Um, and then, yeah, above that, I have the the Backyard Beach song for, for the reasons that you mentioned, that, that uh, the steel drums are very cool. It is kind of a bop, but there are a lot of other, like, cultural problems to the song that, that it probably won't end up being super high in my rankings. Yeah. Um, and then above that, I have I have number two is the, the show's theme song, and number one, I have the, the full Perry the Platypus theme. That that song like hits all the boxes for me. Yeah. See, I'm I'm struggling between those two. 
Uh, and it's so hard. I keep going back and forth in my head. Navi, what about you? Do you have any strong opinions? Uh, so my ranking is identical to Will's. I think Perry the Platypus is easily the number one theme song uh-huh. for me. Yeah, it has the better rhythm. It like is to me, it's more iconic because like I can hear it immediately in my head. I can quote the lyrics. And mm-hmm. while the other one I can do the same thing, like I feel like it takes more time for me to remember the song, like how it starts. And it's like besides the starting, like how each line goes. They're both really iconic, but I think I'm going to agree with you because I, I quote the Perry the Platypus. He's an eggling mammal. Wait, egg-laying no, he's mammal, a semi-aquatic, semi-aquatic egg-laying, egg-laying mammal, mammal of, action. of action. I say that constantly in my head. And even though I just messed it up, please believe me that I know it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, so I think I'm going to switch them. Yeah, every, everything about that song hits. The, the, the like spy theme, the like... He's got a beaver tail and a bill, and then like like all all of the little background riffs. There's like a yeah. cool jazz flute riff. The mm-hmm. the horn lines, all all of all of it hits for me. But this won't be number one forever for me. I just know that off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's it's gonna be toward the top for a while. Yeah, I'll need, I'll need to like see the the like chronology of when the songs come up to know when it's going to be. Yeah. Was well, next week, Gitchy Gitchy Goo? Uh, no, next week. Um, so next week we have uh, The Magnificent Few and Swinter. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, one of them is In the Mall is probably oh, the song that Bob. comes on in that episode. That one I sing in my um, head a lot. Anytime I go to the mall, I'm like going up and down the escalators in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Um, it's the episode rankings time. The the Yeah, I the, think uh, so. Which I haven't given much thought to, but I think I need to. Sure, I can I can go first then. Uh so my, my episode rankings are actually the same as my um I know what we're gonna do to written. I know what we're gonna do today rankings. Uh Candace loses her head. Um really not doing it for me as much as the rest of them are. Uh the Fast and the Phineas I thought was really good. Uh, and a really solid episode. Not as good as the pilot, in my opinion. The the roller coaster pilot is is iconic enough that I have it just ahead of of the race car episode. Um, but but I think Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror is the best one we've seen so far. It's the, it's yeah, the first I... one where like like Candace actually gets like a great deal of happiness in the episode, which mm-hmm. which I like a lot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it's got the coolest thing that they do. It's got the 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 Doofenshmirtz backstory uh it's 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 my favorite we've seen so far yeah that one's also my top Navi is that your number one as well yeah it's or- my number one I think it's one of the uh back uh the gnome party beach thing whatever it was called it was it's easily one of the more iconic episodes of the series when I think of the show that's the episode I think of uh, it encompasses all of like sort of the gags and the formula that we talked about previously into one. And it does it in a really great way. Um, plus, I remember, um, I don't know if it was the same for you um, watching the through the Disney Channel, but here on Family, the backyard beach part would always play on a promo. And so I always remember mm. watching yeah. it, just seeing through just from that promo I, that uh, this episode is memorable for me. So it easily tops the number one. And uh, my uh, 
rest of my episode ranking is uh, identical to Will's. So hopefully we eventually yeah. get some differing opinions. Yeah, I, 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 I think once once we we actually have like a great deal of episodes yeah. we've watched, I think mm-hmm. we'll definitely start. So I have a very different ranking. Um, okay. <laughs> Gnome Lawn Beach Party of Terror number one, no question. Last week I think I shocked the audience by saying Candace was her head above Roller Coaster. That's my number two right now. And really? then I have oh. Roller Coaster at three and the Fast and the Phineas at four. I think the Candace part of the Fast and the Phineas is fantastic, but the other storylines kind of faltered for me, even though with the blimp I enjoyed. I think uh-huh. I had the most fun watching Candace, uh, the Candace in that episode. Um, but the other storylines didn't match up. It was honestly roller coaster and fast and the Phineas are kind of interchangeable for me at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Phineas isn't as much of, I was going to, I'm going to censor myself. Phineas wasn't as annoying <laughs> and rude um, in fast and the Phineas as he was in roller coaster. I thought he was def- definitely more like negative in that one, but I think the roller coaster of it all is kind of iconic and kind of pushed it over the edge. Even though I do think Candace was like peak Candace in the fast and the Phineas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned it, we we did get a lot of like good uh, Isabella stuff and Fireside Girl stuff in the Fast and the Phineas. That that yeah. If if I actually thought about it more, I I would. It, it, those two are very close for me. Roller coaster and Fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could probably be convinced to switch them around. Yeah. So, um, but I think I think we're gonna get some great episodes in the future that we. I don't know how we're going to do this in the future. Are we just going to do our top five or slot them in between? Um, where I, I, I was just going to like start slotting them in and just yeah. say like what they're next to either way. Okay. Yeah. Cause I definitely like when we get to episode hundred, like we're going to read the whole yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I think we covered everything unless I'm forgetting something. I think that's it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Like, like we said next week, we're watching uh, the magnificent few and Swinter. Yes, and get us any questions at whatchadoingpod at gmail.com or our Twitter, whatchadoing. Uh, is it whatchadoing or whatchadoingpod? Either one. Whatchadoingpod. Yeah. What on Twitter. Um, and go like our tweet at the Doofenshmirtz account. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll update you if Doofenshmirtz on Instagram ever responds. Uh, in terms of other things you have going on, does anyone have any plugs? Will? Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, you can follow me anywhere at Davis, Will or uh, you can follow my my other podcast that I do with with my brother and two good friends. Uh, it's called Everyone and Their Brother. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at EATV Podcast. Uh, this past week we did um, we like made a presidential cabinet using all fictional characters. Ooh, uh, nice. so so things things like uh, we were arguing whether the Secretary of Education should be. Uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World or Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. Ooh. Um, That's and, uh, interesting. Things, things like that. It was, a, it was a fun one. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't think I actually follow the podcast, like I, I, or your Twitter account, because I know I have the podcast downloaded. Like I'll, I'll listen to it when I'm finished <laughs> through the rest yeah. of my podcast backlog. But I don't think I follow it on Twitter. So now I will do that. Yeah, so I just did that too. Pod- yeah, but um, in terms of Navi's plugs, do you have anything exciting going on in your world or no? No, of course not. <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere. This is honestly like the highlight of my week usually. 
Um, as for Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at cause I'm Navi, I guess. I don't know. I don't really tweet all that often. I usually just retweet when we have like episode threads or when the episode comes out. Um, so if you want more of that, then you can follow me at cause I'm Navi on Twitter. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I confuse your account with inconceivable. Um, (laughs) I don't know why, like, maybe it's like inconceivable or something i don't know but uh sometimes i see it i was like oh what did navi tweet i'm like oh that's not navi (laughs) um yeah that's a little revelation in terms of my plugs uh obviously this podcast we did the socials uh you can also listen to the brazilian dragon podcast uh which we just did a fantastic episode on scooby-doo actually it's not fantastic on my end i am very self-critical but the other guests did fantastic um yeah it was a i've listened to the episode it's really good my favorite yeah. part was when you were like oh that was a bad segue and then jess and sarah were like no that was a fantastic segue yes. <laughs> no i was dying when they were getting an argument about daphne and fred and their relationship oh, i was yeah. like that was so much fun to listen to and be there watching them argue um so yeah we just did a podcast on scooby-doo on zombie island uh which is my longest podcast on that feed uh and it's so much fun kate and i had a great time so and next week we'll do scooby-doo and the witch's ghost and you can follow brazilian dragon at brazil drag dragon pod on twitter on instagram brazil dragon pod at gmail.com if you want to send feedback um and then also anchor.fm slash brazilian dragon is the link there in terms of other stuff i have going on if you're in rob has a podcast patron you can check me out on the patron feed saturday night talking about survivor one world speaking of troy zan oh i will be defending the first season that i ever discovered and giving you the reasons why it should not be 37th and i don't know i put in my top 10 because bias but i will defend it uh and give it its due so if are you're you, are you gonna podcast, convince us that the the season is just dirt not poop yes absolutely <laughs> like i've i'm already a few episodes in 100 percent should not be 37th like hhh worlds apart caramo and all were seasons mm-hmm. so um that's my take uh at least for now i need to keep watching but yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's a pretty good season just for Kim alone, just to yeah. see her dominate the game. My early take is that Kat is casting gold. I am dying at some of the stuff she's like, even the little moments, like her introduction when they're going through the alliance. And it's like, Alicia's like, it's me, Chelsea, Kim, Sabrina, and Kitty Cat. Bless her heart. She's wild. And then she drops the coconut. Like, just the editors have so much fun with her. Um, that's my early takes. So subscribe to the RHAP patron feed if you're interested in hearing more of my takes. Um, I can't wait for you to get to the family episode. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I have so many thoughts. I don't want to like spoil them all, but if I don't get to them all next week, I can share some more. Okay. Um, Sounds yes. good. But other than that, yeah, just like follow me on Twitter at Fleep Tweets. I need to get a better handle. I hate my handle right now. Um, well because it was stolen yes i'm so upset uh but otherwise i have nothing else to say i'm gonna go take a new photo for my blog uh mm-hmm. send me suggestions for the doofenshmirtz tinder account and we'll set that up otherwise i have no other things to say do either of you have something more to add nope see y'all next week
Yes, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Semi-aquatic, egg-laying mammal